0: Okay, I'm gonna be honest from the open today. I may have mentioned this in the past, but not openly. I've decided to be open in that uh, I'm doing this after having smoked a little cannabis. And I can get away with that when I'm in Austin. We're the only city in Texas who has basically decriminalized it. And I should show my work and read you or tell you about the law, then I did. I went and looked it up. Texas Tribune announced on July 2nd of this year that the Austin Police Department has essentially decriminalized possession of a misdemeanor amount of marijuana, according to a Thursday police memo. And not to go through the whole thing, but if you want to, go to texastribune.org and read this story from July 2nd. Uh, Manly, the police chief here, who took over after Acevedo, who I love, still miss Acevedo, I don't care who hears me say it. I do support police who are good cops, who want to do the right kind of police work. And I have some background on this that I'll get into in a bit here. Anyway, I can smoke a little marijuana. I can possess a little marijuana. And I'm gonna tell you a story about how I happened to have this particular marijuana because I've been smoking real crap weed for a couple of years now. And I went to Colorado last weekend. And um, I drove because I was afraid to fly because of the coronavirus. I asked my mother to help me with the driving um, because I can't do it by myself. I've done that trip once before from Dallas and it was hellish. I swore I would never do a long road trip again, and then I did want to go to Asheville, where my brother lives, a few years back, after he's lost his job, and I went to try to be moral support for him. That didn't work out so well, but that's another story for another day. Yeah, I drove to Trinidad with my mother to get weed, and I, because I, had to, I felt like I had to do it before the weather kicked in and potentially made it difficult to drive those little back roads. And it's interesting, this is like my third time in Trinidad, and it's just a little former mining town. um, Beautiful scenery because of the mountains, but not the mind-blowing mountains of the Denver area and on further up into the Rockies. This is where the mountains are really eroded. And it was just a gray day, so it wasn't just a lovely trip. There's not I don't remember a lot of foliage, although I'm sure there is. It's certainly better than Texas, but um, we made the trip, and I have to say, as much as my mother drives me crazy, she, she did a good job. She doesn't support me in a lot of things, but she does this, and it's interesting. She's 79, she's from Kansas City, Missouri. She, her politics are liberal, but her attitudes are conservative in a lot of ways. I mean, she, she wants everything to be copacetic. She wants you all to calm down so that she can go back to teaching kids English online and we can try to get back to normal, which means we need testing. But I'm going off on a whole different tangent. I wanna tell my Trinidad story. We drove up there and I wanted to just drive up, buy the stuff and drive home. But she, she said, no, we gotta get a hotel room, which we did. And that was sort of a nightmare, but not an interesting enough of a nightmare to tell just sucky low-level hotels that don't really care about customer service. Let's put it that way. And you can kind of tell that people know why you're there checking into a hotel we did get to I got told I got told that we could not smoke marijuana in the room it was a non-smoking room and they would charge us I think they said $300 if we smoked pot in the room which is kind of funny yes we were there to smoke pot but not in the room I think it should be obvious by looking at me that I am NOT going to do anything stupid like that I was the one who booked the rooms and paid the rooms and checked in and all that good stuff and we took two dogs by the way which is important to the story in a little bit here, so stay tuned. Um, got up the next morning and because of COVID, I know dispensaries are doing it as pickup, curbside sort of, sort of stuff. Uh, my daughter, my youngest daughter lives in Massachusetts where it's legal and they have dispensaries. And in her area near Boston, you have to order online. You can't go in there anymore, at least the last time we talked about it. And when I asked in Colorado what they did when the pandemic first hit, they said they were doing it in the parking lots and um, had really long lines. And it's much higher in Massachusetts than Colorado, I'll tell you that. I wish Massachusetts was a little more reasonable. All All the people up there complain about the taxes, but their governor's doing a good job with COVID. I will say that. He's Republican, and it's now the cases are going up and deaths are going up again there. They had really flattened the curve because he did a hard lockdown. And my kid says they may be getting ready to go back into another lockdown because their cases are on the rise. Everybody's cases are on the rise. It changes by the minute. I heard earlier tonight that all all 50 states have rising cases. And Trump's trying to say, we've turned the corner. Ugh. I'm really trying not to talk to him this time, or talk about him. I just can't believe that this race is close at all. Here's what I have to say to Biden. I think he could show a little swagger. He sometimes does, but it's the wrong kind of swagger. It's that old man, come on, man. You ain't Jack. Well, whatever. When he tries to act all hip and cool, it doesn't work. He needs to have the he has he needs to have Obama swagger, just that he knows what he's doing. He does know what he's doing, uh, you know. They keep saying in his 47 years, he's got a lot done, and not all of it's you know, not all that gives him bragging rights. Let's put it that way. He was humble enough to apologize. He was humble enough to admit the mistake. And I am really tired of these people who claim they are Bernie supporters who eviscerate Biden online, on social media, when Bernie, you know, vouches that he is a decent guy. And I was a Bernie person. I still think Bernie would have been a better candidate, maybe. Although, yeah, that's another one. I kind of don't want to go off on that tangent right now. But let me just say that Bernie's not the best politician. You don't extol the virtues of socialism by talking about Castro and Cuba. You talk about FDR and the New Deal and how it saved America. There, I said it. That's all I'm going to say. I do still revere Bernie. I went to the rally here in um, April when he came uh, at Auditorium Shores. And I'm proud that I did it. But I'm practical. I knew he wasn't, when he started going hard on the Castro stuff, I thought, that's it, it's over. I don't understand why he doesn't understand, but that's when the deal was done for Bernie. Love you, Bernie. I do get that people are gonna be conservative and I can deal with that, but not nut job, not extremist, not alt-right. And I'm gonna try, I'm gonna plan on devoting my next episode to talking to white supremacists because, so I'm supposed to be telling you about my story, my trip to Trinidad. We drove up there, got screwed by the hotel that I thought I booked. And this happened to me on, when I booked a flight, those stupid calendars that they make you set, they're like combination locks. You have to roll the month and roll the date and roll the year. They flipped back on me apparently and I don't notice it so I booked a room on the 14th that said I was going to be there on the 14th and I needed it for the 17th and I know I changed the date. I don't know when it flipped back but that kind of stuff really aggravates me and um, sorry you're now my alternative to Twitter because I go to Twitter to vent my rage. I'm not feeling a lot of rage tonight mostly because I just smoked some cannabis. And cannabis is awesome like that. It takes your rage away. It makes you feel smart, even though you're probably not. I know by the little computer games I play, I'm not, I don't play at the greatest level unless I'm the perfect, at the perfect level of high. And because I'm high, I have cottonmouth, so excuse me here. So I do tend to go off on tangents, but I always have. So, I mean, people, my grandfather used to say, you'd forget your head if it wasn't screwed on, because I'd always forget something at his house, which (laughs) just shows you what kind of a grandfather he was. He was not a loving, affectionate, um, supportive grandfather at all. He was so not a grandfather, we called him Clarence. There we go off on another freaking tangent. I am sorry. You want to hear my my trip to Trinidad? I hope so, because that's, the intent of this episode. This is about white privilege and cannabis legalization. As I was saying, cannabis helps with anxiety and um, overall well-being, mood, I think. It also keeps the suicide ideations at bay because I have almost constant suicide ideations. And that may be a pretty controversial thing to say, although I don't think it is. If you experience suicide sort of ideations, if you struggle with them, whatever, uh, please feel free to contact me at RoaringPersons at Yahoo.com. Roaring Persons is one word. Again, that's RoaringPersons at Yahoo.com. And feel free to reach out and communicate with me. I don't know what you're going through exactly, but I do know what you're going through so in, in a way. Anyway, we bought about, I won't say how much money I spent, but we bought weed in Trinidad. I sent my mom in to buy, uh, I think it was an ounce of Chewbacca shake. 49 bucks. Maybe it was a half ounce. It's a good deal. And I thought that sounds fun. I love all the names of the strains. I love the names of the strains. Marijuana every night I smoke a bowl and say. Okay, so we bought the product and headed back to Texas. And I feel pretty safe in taking this risk. I've done it with my mom once before. Although that was when we drove to Kansas City to see her brother who knew what we were going to Colorado for and joked with us about it. Ex-cop, by the way, uh, yeah. Road trips are grueling. I love them, but I need, I need uh, other drivers. So, you drive out of Trinidad, you, you go through New Mexico, and then you come into Texas. And that's the Panhandle, Texas, West Texas, very conservative. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I felt very comfortable making that trip because I am a, well, I just turned 60, 60-year-old 60 white woman, my mother's 79, um, and we were using it to also see my niece who goes to Texas Tech up in Lubbock, never been to Lubbock since she's been going there, so um, I convinced my mother to go so that we could stop and see my niece my beloved niece uh, and it was you know an uneventful trip um, not one I'll do again I not sure what I'm gonna do in the future when I need more cannabis the term marijuana, marijuana is supposed to be racist I will have to go research that because I'm not sure why because I think it's a beautiful word as I uh, demonstrated earlier I wrote a song Parroting this song, Oklahoma, called Marijuana, but I messed up the words. I'm going to have to go see if I can still find them. I don't think I have them on my computer anymore, which is stupid. No, I shouldn't call myself stupid. I'm not stupid. Okay, so driving into Texas, we stop in Lubbock. We see my niece and her girlfriend, and we went to a restaurant. Um, they were warning us to avoid a certain highway because there's going to be a big Trump caravan there. We weren't going anywhere near that highway anymore. So we met my niece at a restaurant. We moved outside and they had heaters up there. And um, it was nice and it was fun and I love her girlfriend. I love my niece. We had a great dinner. While we were there though, a large family with probably four kids, maybe even five, So there were six to seven people. I didn't stare too hard. I didn't want to act like I was trying to remember the details too closely. Because I don't like confrontation, but they all walked in very proudly without masks. Even though on the door of the restaurant it said face masks were required. They were clearly flaunting their God-given right to not wear masks. Oh, aren't we nobles? it just they had that kind of attitude about them very upper middle class looking very white very uh well put together in terms of their clothing and i didn't know i i wanted to say something so badly and couldn't think of anything to say and then uh The other day, I was doing some shopping at a grocery store and a girl came in and had her mask pulled down to her chin. And she had that same look that that family had, sort of like smug. Like, yeah, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to get in a, a shouting match with us? And I didn't know what to say to the girl at the grocery store. It upset me badly because we are having a very serious spike here in Texas. And we are number two in the number of deaths. And our governor is acting like he's a complete idiot. And Abbott has always been an idiot. I wrote a song about him a long time ago. One of my parody songs, it's Now listen to my story about a man named Greg. Governor of Texas went to Sue the Red. And then I wrote this when he was freaking out about Jade Helm when Obama was still president. (laughs) So that was a long time ago. Well, now he won't He won't um, force people, he won't mandate that people wear masks while in the voting lines. He won't guarantee that, um, he won't allow people to use the mail in ballots uh, for, you know, anything but being over 65 and seriously disabled. And quite frankly, I don't trust that the mail mailed ballots will necessarily show up where they're supposed to be, even if they're put in a dropbox. Some guy up in Boston lit one of the drop boxes up there on fire and ruined several ballots. I'm not sure exactly how many but a lot of them were salvageable but m- many of them weren't. I didn't read the outcome of that. They say he was just mentally impaired and not out to undermine democracy but why would he target ballot boxes if he wasn't trying to do something. So back to the trip back from Trinidad story. Driving through West Texas, the panhandle of Texas, which is up there by Oklahoma and Kansas. Might as well be Kansas. Very high plains, very flat. uh, Flatter than where I'm from in Kansas, which is Overland Park. Uh, That part of Kansas is a little more rolling hills than just flat like Lubbock, and you know, that's the big joke about Lubbock being flat as a pancake, flat as a prairie, (laughs) Um, but it is. Although you come, there's some interesting scenery, you know. You have to be from the prairie to appreciate a very flat land and just the expanse of it. So, you take a lot of little highways in West Texas to get from Lubbock to Austin. And we were hoping to get home by midnight, and I think we were just north and west of Lampasas. Or maybe it was on the other side of Lampasas. Maybe gone through Lampasas and had hit the highway going on into Liberty Hill and Cedar Park up there, and on into Austin. And there was a car behind me, and it felt like he was kind of tailing me. And I was doing 75, which was the speed limit there, and I didn't think too much about the car. It's just I noticed him behind me, and all of a sudden police lights came on, and oh my god, I was freaking out. That was scary. And I couldn't even imagine what he was pulling me over for, because I knew I was doing between 75 and 80 and you can go a few miles over the speed limit. Oh, uh, so guess what he stopped me for? A light out on my license tag and back. And he was this old husky boy, good old boy, good old white boy, state trooper, pulling two old women over with two dogs freaking out. And I said, uh, you know, I just had a safety inspection two days ago. If, if you can get pulled over for a light being out on your license tag, Why don't they tell you that on a safety inspection? That seems to be remiss to me. Um, And it was, oh God, I I wasn't as scared as I should have been. I was trying very hard to stay calm. And I gave him my license, although it was over on the floor by my mother, so that was a panicky feeling, like where the hell is my license? Where's my wallet? Holy crap, I did not see this coming, I thought, I was, I told him we'd we'd gone to Lubbock to see my niece, which was true. I just didn't tell him about the other part of the trip, obviously. Um, And he gave me a warning and let me go. Cause he really couldn't, you know, he was sort of talking to the dog that was freaking out, uh, our little Yorkie. And he was friendly, but still menacing. He was very suspicious or seemed very suspicious. And no matter how you cut it, it was over policing to pull me over when I wasn't speeding. I mean he could have added on the light if I had been speeding or had done anything but he had no other reason to pull me over. And there's no way to deny that I got off because of white privilege and I am not proud of it. It shouldn't be that way but when I can figure out how to change it I will do whatever I can. That is my mission. Uh, I'm still Pissed at that cop for pulling us over for the light. Cause at 12:30 in the morning, was that necessary? Um, if I'm not speeding and I'm not doing anything suspicious, why do you need to pull me over for that? That's the only thing you had. But I did notice once he sent us on our way, uh, about quarter of a mile down the road, I smelled a heavy skunk smell. So that might have been my, might uh, might have saved me from him. Potentially smelling anything. And again, I, he had nothing else to pull me over for except that damn light. Okay, that's it for today. I really didn't go into politics too much. Let me end this by saying my whole raison d'etre for this show, at least for now, is to convince you to vote. Yeah, so go vote. The last day for early voting here in Texas is Friday. That will be tomorrow by the time I get this episode posted. Um, Do not wait till election day. All kinds of crap is going on. And I hope I can get another episode pushed out before next Tuesday. Be well, be safe, stay home, wear a mask, but go vote. And I hate to say it. I think it's best to vote in person so that you're ballot doesn't get thrown out. Trump is gonna pull some shenanigans and we need to be ready. We need to be ready to take a stand and play hardball, not back down. Uh, That's the one message I'm sending out to the Biden campaign. Please be ready to play hardball. I think that's why they chose Kamala. She's got the mind of a prosecutor who is very willing to play hardball if need be. So fine with me. Ciao for now kids this has been an episode of Roaring Persons hosted by Kim Bob Benny produced by Roundabout Productions send us comments questions or any other feedback at roaringpersons at yahoo.com again that's roaringpersons all one word no capitals at yahoo.com